Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to do our favorite movies based on true stories. Now, we realize this could be kind of loose, but we're going to do our our best, and we're going to be uh, as faithful as possible to the true story genre. So I have a top five list, so let's get into it right now. All right, number five for my list of my favorite true story movies is Bonnie and Clyde from 1967. So if you didn't know already, the movie Bonnie and Clyde is based on the real-life criminal couple Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker, who wreaked havoc in the U.S. in the early 1930s. Bonnie and Clyde went on multiple crime sprees, including robbing banks and other small businesses. Now, I first saw Bonnie and Clyde in a film class that I took in college, and I've said in the past, taking that film class was one of the best decisions I ever made in my college career. I saw so many classic films, and I was able to analyze each film, and that was an amazing experience. So, if you're in college right now, or college age, and you just don't feel that you want to go to college anymore, but you want to be a film expert... Use my podcast as your guide. It's way cheaper because it's free, and I won't even make you write a paper. I think that's a tremendous deal. Anyway, the cast in the film is great with Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway as the lead characters, and also you get Gene Hackman and Gene Wilder in supporting roles. So if you enjoy gangster films and crime movies that are based on true stories, check it out. Number four is Ray from 2004. So Ray is based on, of course, Ray Charles. And Jamie Foxx absolutely does an amazing portrayal of Ray Charles. He essentially becomes Ray Charles. And part of this is because Jamie Foxx is a musician himself. So his role is, is somewhat believable. Um, but he really owns owns this role. And uh, if you're a fan of Ray Charles's music or just classic R&B and soul, this is a good movie to check out. Um, you really learn the history of you know of his life, of course, since it's a biopic. But really, his childhood is to me the most fascinating because he wasn't born blind. He became blind as a toddler, I believe. And uh, you really saw what his mother did, and it is the epitome of tough love. But he probably wouldn't have been as successful without that guidance from his mother. Number three is Catch Me If You Can from 2002. Now, I remember seeing Catch Me If You Can when it was originally released in the theaters in 2002, and I absolutely loved it. And of course, what makes this movie so great is that it's based on a true story, because truth is always crazier than fiction. Both Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks are perfect in their roles, along with the supporting cast of Christopher Walken, Amy Adams in her debut role, I think, and Martin Sheen. Originally, David Fincher was going to direct the film, but then dropped out to direct Panic Room. A year later, Steven Spielberg decided to produce and direct the film. And I think the film would have been much darker if Fincher had stayed on as the director. You can't go wrong with this film. Uh, Frank Abagnale eventually ended up working for the FBI. I think he still does, but don't quote me on that. But again, just a terrific movie based on a true story. Number two is Goodfellas from 1990. Goodfellas is one of the best gangster movies of any era and stars Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and is directed by Martin Scorsese. The story of Goodfellas is based on the 1986 book Wise Guy, which depicts the life of Henry Hill, played by Ray Liotta, and his mob dealings between 1955 and 1980. Now, what I found amazing is that Henry ratted out everyone and lived to tell about it. 
He made a deal with the feds and was put into witness protection. However, he'd call into the Howard Stern show years after this movie was made and never seemed worried about getting knocked off. He eventually died of heart disease in 2012. All right, number one is the movie Private Parts from 1997, which is based on the life of Howard Stern. So I got into Howard Stern when I was a freshman in high school. Actually, it was kind of a happy accident. Stern might call it a happy ending. One summer, I was scanning the dial for classic rock and got, and instead got the Howard Stern show. I'm pretty sure he was on the phone with his then-wife discussing his grooming habits. If you listen to the show, you can guess what region he was grooming. Then I found myself listening daily and during the school year. Uh, I would often tape his show when I left for school in the morning so I could hear everything I missed. 120-minute tapes were amazing. Anyway, when Private Parts was released in 1997, I was one of the opening day theater goers and I wasn't disappointed. I'd already read both of his books and so I was hoping the movie would live up to the high bar he had already set. Now, the movie is hilarious, and if you're not a fan, you're going to be entertained. Even though Howard is playing himself, he really does a great acting job. I'm really surprised he didn't decide to get into another movie. I once read that he was considered to play Scarecrow in the Batman movie. He would have been pretty cool. Anyway, if you enjoy this, uh, if you enjoy Howard Stern, or if you just enjoy, like, kind of gross-out humor and an interesting tale of his life, definitely check out Private Parts. You goddamn motherfuckers. You fucking waltz in here and you think you know everything, don't you? Well, I fucking worked my fucking ass off to get to New York City. And you sure as fuck are not gonna fucking blow it for me. I just doing characters. Barry, Jerry, clarify the situation for him, please. Page 108, paragraph 3. No jokes dealing with flatulence, excretion, urination, ejaculation, or other bodily functions. Also, no paragraph 2. No use of the so-called seven dirty words. These are cocksucker, motherfucker, fuck shit, cunt, cock, and pussy. Now, from now on, all your little bits are going to be under two minutes in duration. And all scripts, and I do mean all scripts, require my personal approval. Welcome to NBC, Howard. It's time for the match game. And thank you, Mr. Announcer. Hi, everybody. My name is Gene Sternburn, and welcome to Match Game. We have a lot of excitement in the air today because we have some great panelists. Let me introduce you to everybody. First of all, I want to introduce all of you to a very, very charming and beautiful lady, the very beautiful Miss Brett Summers. How are you, baby? Hygiene. Uh, hygiene, that's something I don't think you have, to hey, be honest with back you. Back off. Okay, and let's now go over to somebody who I really admire, the ex-president of the United States, Mr. Richard Nixon. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm very, very honored right now to introduce to all of you a very special man. He's come all the way to our show for the first time, Mr. Jackie, the joke man, Martley. Well, thank you, Gene. Hey. That's very nice. Right, let's play a game now, okay, shall we? And what we're going to do is ask you to fill in the blank, okay? Now, I want you to listen carefully. Our first clue up is blank willow. Blank willow. Let's go over to Miss Brett Summers right now. Now, Brett, what did you have for us? Blank willow. The only thing on my mind, Gene, was pussy. Uh-oh, <laughs> pussy. Pussy, all right. Hey, that's kind of wild. Pussy willow, that's what I would have said. All right, let's go over to Dick Nixon, former president of the United States. What did you have? Blank willow. In any language, pussy. All right. <laughs> all right, let's go to our newest member of the panel, Mr. Jackie Jokeman Martling, blank willow. 
Well, Gene, I didn't write it too neat, so I have a sloppy pussy. Sloppy pussy! You got a sloppy and a fuzzy pussy and a very big pussy. talking about bread again? All right, now let's keep going. Now it's gonna get a little rougher. Okay, everybody ready? Blank a doodle do. Blank a doodle do. Blank a doodle do. You think about that while the celebrities are writing? Here we go, let's go over to our. Dick Nixon, our own ex-president. What do you got there, Dick? Well, it takes a dick to know a cock, and that's what I wrote. Cock-a-doodle. <laughs> now, that's what I would have said. That seemed like the obvious answer. Okay, let's go to our own Jackie the Joke Man, Martin. Jackie the Joke Man? Gene, I have cock, and I wrote it big. I have a big cock. Uh, I don't think you can say big cock on the radio. I think that's a no-no. What? But I just said pussy. Yeah, she just said pussy. Uh, yes, pussy is okay. It's the way he says a big cock coming out of your mouth sounds awfully <laughs> dirty. So I can't say big cock. But you can say big cock coming out of my mouth? That's correct. That sucks. Did you just say big cock coming out of your mouth and sucks? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Enough of this nonsense. Oh. We gotta go over Miss Brett Summers. Just like the boys, Gene, I've got cock. There it is, cock. Can you do me a favor? Do me a favor and hold that up so I can see your cock. I can't. Yeah. Oh, Gene, okay, don't have all, right. Right. all right, there it is. Cock, cock, cock. I must tell you, though, we have to end this fun right now. I want to thank all of you. Give yourselves a big round. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's uh, have a little music, Phil. You did not have permission to do that bit. I never approved that script, God damn it, Howard! Wait a second, calm down, okay, Kenny? Calm down, that's a perfectly good explanation. I'm all ears, Howard, let's hear it. Uh, I gave the script to Fred. And I gave it to uh, Robin over there. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Kenny. I forgot to put it in your box. There you go. Perfectly good explanation. It'll never happen again, Kenny. You're goddamn right she's never going to do it again. You're fired. What? Gather your things together, Robin. Let's go. Oh, okay. wait, wait a second, Kenny. What are you talking about? She had nothing to do with the bit. She had absolutely nothing to do with no, it. It was on. all me. Pack up your shit. I'm not kidding. Let's go. Kenny, you can't blame someone over one lousy bit. You can't go firing them. Oh, yes, I can, Howard. Robin, get the fuck out! All right, let's hear what everyone else has to say in this week's episode of True Story Movies. Okay, so for this week's episode with Sarah, we're going to get real, because we're going to do... Real. Though. Real. For real, though. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do favorite true story movies. Yes. And so some of these might be a little loose, like kind of loosely right. based on a true story. Right, and, you know, but that, I'm always, like with books... Mm-hmm. I only read true stories or like case studies true or whatever. Crime. I think, yeah, yeah it kind of keeps me interested. Otherwise, I'm like, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start out with, actually, there's two that I think because they're filmed and based in San Francisco, it's got a little history to sure. it. That's another thing I really enjoy. It's like either documentary history, something that's going to make me feel smarter. So, <laughs> and you know, it helps in social situations because I'm a little awkward if you can't tell. So, milk. <laughs> have you seen milk? Of course. It's based on growing up. Milk, right. Yeah. So, growing up, I can always remember my parents making jokes about two things. Mm-hmm. One was always saying something to don't drink the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going, you know, uh, I'd be going, down. right. Yeah. If I'm going to kindergarten and we're out, we all have to sit. My dad's like, don't drink the Kool Aid. I'm all, we're five and we're <laughs> in a Christmas pageant, Dad. Like, what the <laughs> You know, and then the other one was like the whole Twinkie thing. Yeah. Right. And I, for, you know, they would make reference to like, oh, they had too many Twinkies, you're losing your mind or whatever. Uh-huh. Right. So the Twinkie, whatever it is. Uh-huh. So. Or the um, Moonies, like the. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So the the three main actors in Milk, mm-hmm. um, I happen to favor. So mm-hmm. I really like James Franco. Really uh, like. Yeah. Uh, Josh Brolin. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just think he's. He looks like he smells good. And um, 
And Sean Penn yeah. is cool. You know, he's a little bit crabby. Great actor, he's a little crabby yeah. now. You know, you can yeah. tell he's just kind of bitchy, but mm-hmm. smells like cigarettes. But whatever. Right. He's done. He's Scarlett good at his time. Scarlett Johansson likes that. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. Are they still together? I, I don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. So that is actually really good. And he, I mean, it's such a important, like, events in history with, like, the whole, you know, what basically made, he was openly gay. And yeah. everybody knows that whole deal. But, uh-huh. um, well, maybe not. I mean, because we grew up in the Bay Area. So right. That's, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. So um, it just, he did not give a shit. No. And it was, it was pretty awesome, even for the time. And, like, you know, he basically made the Castro what it is and Absolutely. made it so that, you know, gay, you know, people, mostly men at that time, because it mm-hmm. was kind of, you know, would be coming from, like, Arkansas or those little cowpoke towns where they otherwise want to kill themselves right. or whatever. It's like, it was like the freaking odds, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, he pr- it was responsible for probably a lot of people having really different lives than they would have had, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's okay and blah, blah, blah. Or running for public office. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think that the, the idea, the theory was that the one guy who ended up killing him yeah. obviously had some homophobic tendencies Absolutely. and some issues going on there. But people forget, it's, I mean, they remember Harvey Milk, but George Moscone was also right. killed. Too. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, you know... It's funny just how they could get. They, this is before metal detectors and all yeah. this kind of stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of again Moscone Center or all these different places in San Francisco based off of these guys, and yeah. you know, and just even you drive through the Castro and you see all these different. And the thing about San Francisco is a lot of the things don't change as far as no. the buildings, and so it's it's cool. Any you know, on the same lines as Zodiac was mm-hmm. another one of my favorites, yep. based on actual events and historical stuff, and that was a very kind of creepy thing because they never technically caught him. No. And, I mean, I could see how it really would mess with somebody, you know, th- and through the years and just... Um, All but, the theories. Right, yeah. right. But, again, like, when watching those kind of films, and I, you know, fr- try to frequent San Francisco a lot, and it's like, oh, my God, I know where that is, or I know mm-hmm. what that is. It's, you know, it's... I always kind of get more... I, I really like San Francisco as it is, but, sure. you know, so... And those two are, like, events are pretty... Like, I mean, Zodiac, people were, like, changing the way they lived their lives. Absolutely. And where they were going, and, I mean... My mom, ironically, lived up there at the time, and her and her mm-hmm. girlfriends would like hitchhike, and she's like, "What a dumbass!" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so you know, it's like, but that was when it changed all of a sudden. Like you couldn't do that, and you couldn't, you know, be a hippie, and you couldn't, you know. So, um, yeah. yeah. So those are probably my two favorites. Mm-hmm. My other honorable mentions, they're all kind of clustered in, yeah. which is you know the mafia movie. So yeah. Goodfellas, mm-hmm. which is you know based on. Henry Hill, yep. correct, and uh, who, who was actually yeah. not Italian at all. No, and uh, yet you know made his way through all that. And, and then, if you ever listen to the Howard Stern show, he would call in. Oh yeah, he was, I, he was supposedly in witness protection, but he was calling in all right. the time. Right? I actually saw there was a, a uh, Locked Up Abroad mm. episode mm-hmm. that was based on him, but um, Casino as well, which yeah. was great. Which was what my cats were originally going to be named after. Not that anything really to <laughs> shit. But uh, yeah, Ace and Ginger were those the oh, two that's characters, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So she still has Ginger. And Ginger other, yeah. was uh, Sharon Stone, right? Right. Yeah. That's a great scene where she <laughs> her de- her dying scene where she's coming down the hall. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> she. Was an asshole. Now. She was. She played it. Yeah, that might so. have been one of her best roles. Right, yeah. and I haven't liked her ever since. Yeah, and I don't think she's done anything ever since, has she? No, because it was after Basic Instinct. Right. Yeah. Did, was there a second Basic Instinct? There was. She did do the remake. There was a remake that should have never been oh, made. Oh my god! And it wasn't so. a remake. That was a sequel that should. Is never that been what made. it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. Either way, they need to hang up that skirt. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, the, anything, and I think Bronx Tale was based on. You know, just yeah. true events, and any of those kind of. I mean, the scary thing is you see some of those hits in those mafia movies, Ooh, and you're yeah. like. That shit happened. Yeah. And that's crazy because there's still bodies in the desert. Mm-hmm. Anybody found. So, that's right. Um, yeah. 
I think those are probably Those are great. Yeah, those are mine. Welcome to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. PD is back. It's Brian Provenzal and Brian Davis. So here All we right. are. What's up? Welcome back. <laughs> We're going to get real in this one. We're going to talk about our favorite uh, movies that are based on true stories. All right. So, let's get real. Yes, let's get real. <laughs> okay. So what... Um, what is your list for this week? Well, I was thinking about it. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go because there's so many movies that are based on true stories. Yeah, I mean, like totally. anything that happens is like game, fair game for a movie because sure. it's like, hey, it's something that happened. We can turn it into money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exploit it. But so, um, I mean, there's like, you know, I was thinking about it later, but there's like a lot of war movies that are, you know, if they're not based on, you know, a specific incident, they're based on the, the war in general, like war, World War II, or right. set during that time, mm-hmm. or during the during the war, or something like that. Yeah. So I kind of skipped over that stuff, and I, you know, and that's that good, even Malin covered it. Oh, well, there you so go. Malin good. probably picked some good ones. He's got he's got good taste. So awesome. Like, <laughs> um, I, you know, I thought about and stuff like like Braveheart was at one time one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of less so now, and probably because Mel Gibson's. He's kind of off like the deep end. Yeah. off the deep end. It's kind of like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I genuinely enjoyed that movie when it was out. Um, so anyway, I went in a different direction. Okay. And I thought more about like uh, true stories that are like morality tales, sure. which is something I like. It as a theme in movies. So mm-hmm. um, I have a list of four, and okay. they're not really in any order. Um, but the first two are Goodfellas and The Untouchables. So they're both kind of mafia movies yep. and deal with. Kind of, I mean, they're 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 the American dream in a way. Like Goodfellas is Henry Hill trying to like live this high life as a, as a big time uh, monster guy. Right, that's my and, number one and, pick. Oh, okay, yeah. They, yeah. I mean that that movie is. I don't know. I I don't want to talk. I talked about it before in the the food episode. Oh sure. Like there's just so much good about that movie that I can yeah. go on. Like it's like its own episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and Henry Hill was Henry such a Hill, character. Yeah, you know? I mean, and the guy even after, like, if you read about him on Wikipedia yeah. or whatever, his life after, I mean, he he was in witness protection and then he got kicked out because he kept getting into trouble. Yeah. And he would talk about He would blab to people like, I'm yeah. in witness protection. That's They're right. like, hey, <laughs> what he are you doing? Do. We're trying to protect you. <laughs> Did you listen to Howard Stern at all? Like, No, no. So I'm he he would call into Howard Stern <laughs> all the time. That's how I discovered him. I mean, obviously I knew about Goodfellas and everything, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just in, in there would always yeah. be people calling in that were supposedly made men that would, would call up and say, we're gonna yeah. whack you, Henry. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get you, but nobody ever got him. So. Yeah, I don't know. But, I think they probably left him alive for some reason. I know it's amazing because <laughs> most people that rat out the mob don't live to talk about. Yeah, it, right? I think for him, he might have been a special case. I don't know. I can't imagine why they would leave him alive. Exactly. Yeah. When they do that to everyone else, but exactly. I think they probably just yeah, I don't know. But an amazing, amazing movie. <laughs> he was just too visible that they didn't want to do something. Yeah. About him, probably. And Joe know. Pesci is so good. In that oh movie. my god, he's such a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Talk about a temper. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Get your shine box. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and the, the untouchables is kind of oh, a great one the other way around where it's you know the law enforcement side of it yeah and al capone basically getting away with murder and you know all the crime and they bring him down by tax, tax evasion yeah, it's like, like yeah. <laughs> you can't get him one way you'll get him another way that's right um i that one's just good for the acting and the music yeah uh, the casting is pretty good on that although i read that Mickey Rourke was was the original choice to play uh, Elliot Ness, which would have yeah. been interesting. It'd been really interesting. I don't know. I can't really imagine it without Kevin Costner. But. Yeah, it, you're going to enjoy. We're in a couple episodes. I'm going to do a um, 
actors that were originally supposed to play one yeah. role and that they eventually went to the person that yeah, was supposed I mean, to that play. Yeah, that would be one. I yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. Hard definitely. To I have a long list. So that's in that. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, those are the two, like, yeah, I don't know. that. I, mean, I was talking about, so, the uh, morality aspects of sure. it. So I got onto this other thing. Well, you know, scandals are, like, a, a big tale of morality. And mm-hmm. so, like, my other two favorites are Eight Men Out and Quiz Show. Great, yeah. Um, Quiz Show is kind of, it's a guy who kind of has it all already, and then he, like, gets this taste of, like, a different kind of fame. I mean, he's an academic, yeah. and then he's, he goes on the quiz show, and then they, you know, they give him answers and they help him defeat the, the reigning champion right and and it comes out that you know like he doesn't he doesn't want to admit to it because he doesn't want people to know he doesn't actually know this stuff because <laughs> right. he has this reputation as an academic yeah and he and he kind of fell in love with, with the fame of being this, this you know this quiz show champion right <laughs> um and then contrast that to eight men out where you know these guys were this is 1919 so yep. baseball was was a big deal but it was also like not financially a big deal at the time the right. guys they literally had to work summer jo- or off-season jobs yep. in order to make ends meet because they weren't making a lot of money that's right and he had really cheapskate owners cheapskate owners yeah. like the guy uh, comiskey, comiskey yeah. who is kind of one of the villains of the movie um all of the owners were kind of in the same boat at that time they're true trying to screw over the players mm-hmm. and not give them anything you could almost see their side i mean yeah, yeah i mean it yeah. was like terrible that they they so they if people who don't know this yeah. the story like they gamble they 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 meet with some gangsters who are trying to convince them to throw the World Series. Right. And they're, they're, they're clear favorites to win the series. They've had a great season. Mm-hmm. They're considered one of the best teams of all time. That's and right. then they get convinced to throw the series to the Reds. Who right. are the, And they're told, you know, they do it because they hate Comiskey. Yeah. Mostly. And they want, you know, I want to see a little bit of extra money they for their hard it. work. Yeah. And then kind of it kind of snowballs because they, you know, they said, you know, they're, they're told they're going to get paid. Then they throw a game. Mm-hmm. They don't get paid. Right. And then they start getting threatened. So they're kind of, they become in over their heads. I mean, right. These guys aren't really like career criminals. So they're, no. they're so they, they figure out, you know, they... They try and play. It looks the way the film is portrayed portrays is that they look like they're trying to. Okay, well, we'll change our minds and we'll start playing yeah. real ball now and mm-hmm. we'll start winning. And then they get you know threats to their family and, right. and physical person. So they they go back and. Well, it's hard there's too. A trial. And yeah. they, they're actually acquitted from the trial, yeah. and the film actually says that. Or indicates that the trial was fixed too. Yeah. I mean, sorry, <laughs> it's true. Probably, yeah. probably was. Who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but so, they were still banned from baseball. Yeah, but then they yeah. got banned from baseball yeah. for life. And it's hard to even come up with a uh, scandal that's – I mean, there's the performance-enhancing drugs sure. and all the, all the doping that's gone on. Mm-hmm. But that's – Pete I mean, Rose. Those, and Pete, uh, Pete Rose was, yeah. was one. one he was person. one guy. Mm-hmm. And this was a whole team, and it was yeah. the biggest event in the, in the season. Right. Well, the and, interesting part is there is – there was – Articles written that the year before with the Chicago Cubs that they might have thrown the World Series really? too. It's That's never been substantiated, but wow. there are signs that maybe the fix was in so, getting started then so to go to 1919. Oh, it's wow. same city, so yeah. the Cubs yeah. were really good back then. Yeah, too. Back then. Uh, but <laughs> no, going back, to, like, yeah, yeah. But going back to Comiskey, the pitcher, um, which I think was, Eddie Seacott. Yeah, yeah. Um, he won 29 games. Yeah. He's supposed to get a bonus if he wins 30 yeah, games. Exactly. And they rested him for a couple weeks before the season because exactly. they wanted him fresh for the World Series. Right. Right. Meanwhile, he probably you know more than he would have. 
he, back in those days, pitchers pitched a lot more often. Yeah. He would have had, like, maybe like five more starts they fought. Yeah. And they, he would have easily won one or two more games. Exactly. Most likely, because he was such a good dominant pitcher right. at that time. And so to have to, you know, he basically got screwed out of 10000 bucks, And then... Big deal. I mean, yeah, which in that time money. was a huge amount yeah. of money. And he was that was like he was banking on that to send his girls to college. That's right. And so he's like, all right, well, I don't, you know, you're not going to give me this bonus while I'm in on the fix now. That's right. So That's he... Right. Uh, it's kind of fascinating how they go through the, you know, the fix in the movie where, mm-hmm. the, you know, the guys meet up and then there's like the signals. Yep. Like you hit the second bat or hit, hit the guy with the second pitch if the fix is it's on. Right. I don't know. It's it a good cast. Uh, a lot of people are just getting, I mean, Charlie Sheen is one of his early starring movies mm-hmm. or he had a lesser part in that, but he, I think he did Platoon around the same time. Yeah. And Wall Street. So it was like he was just starting to make it big. Right. John Cusack had been in. Some other TV movies, Dan, but like he yeah, was yeah. already, but he was up and coming. Sure. Um, D.B. Sweeney plays D.B. Sweeney, Joe yeah. Jackson, yeah. And uh, uh, David Strathairn is actually really good. He, he plays is. the pitcher at E.C. Cotton. Mm-hmm. He's really good. And John Mahoney, who's from Frasier, he, he's the manager. That, he's yeah. Really good cast overall. But you could tell, like, once they got going, it's hard to be a competitor and, and to... Yeah. Willingly throw games. You could tell some guys once they get the juices flowing. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so yeah. that that was part of the the morality tale too. Is like some of the guys. That, I mean, I think it was. Well, it was Shoeless Joe Jackson, and he, he's portrayed as very like he wasn't kind of dumb. I mean, yeah, basically, exactly. He's he was literally illiterate. Yeah. And he also was played portrayed as uneducated and kind of slow. Right. And kind of and, just goes and with the so flow. Kind of goes with yeah. the flow. It didn't really like he had people explaining things to all, him all the time. Exactly. And part of that explaining things to him was like, this is what you're going to do because right. <laughs> you don't know anybody. You're sign too stupid this. to understand yeah. that. Yeah. Like, okay, you'll sign. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, John Cusack's character, Buck Weaver. Yeah. He, he was insistent. I mean, he, he, he was in on it at first and then he decided not to do it right. basically according to the film. Mm-hmm. They were um, kind of guilty by association. Yeah, I mean, like that's what happened. Like, things. they overheard yeah. it, and they didn't report it, and that's yeah. why they got kicked out, too. And so, even though they both played well. and mm-hmm. She was Joe. I mean, the numbers kind of say, you know, he kept hitting. Even yeah. Though, who knows if they held up? You know, maybe yeah, they Yeah, well, I, you know. I read something, because I was doing a little more research sure. on it today, and she was Joe. He hit, like, 375 for the series, which yeah. is very good yeah. if you're not a baseball player. And it's a nine-game like, series back yeah, then, too. Yeah, it was, yeah, so it's, like, an extremely good number. Yeah. Um, but then it showed that some people did a little more digging, and like in the games that the Sox lost, mm-hmm. he actually hit worse. So ah. they're saying, well, maybe he was in on. Sure. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it, you could really tell from that alone. Mm-hmm. He he lived he lived out his days wanting to get back into baseball sure. and and denying that he had any involvement. In right. That. He's very insistent. And there's like the apocryphal story where there's a kid after their acquitted of of the wrongdoing and there's a kid out there who says say it ain't so yeah, Joe and that right. becomes this you know this, this apocryphal story that, that happened but I don't think there's anything yeah. not necessarily true yeah. um, if there is one good thing about uh, the crazy salaries today this probably couldn't happen the same yeah, way I can, yeah you can't even imagine it happening because yeah. how could you bribe players enough pay them enough money right like an entire team, you can you can see one or two players, yeah. especially if they're younger and they're not they haven't made their money. Sure, yet. but even then, well, they probably had a big signing bonus if they yeah, were. Yeah, nowadays they get a big signing bonus, yeah. or their agents going to be there. Like, look, you know, just just play ball for now, and then you're right. going to get your payday. I'll exactly. make sure you get your payday because yeah. the agent gets you know is gets a lot a lot of that too. Absolutely. So. If anything, it's the steroid yeah. deal yeah. because that's to get paid. So you, if you're going yeah. to 
you know, make it by getting this huge salary, or you're towards the end of your career, and uh, you might as well get one more big payday. Yeah, you might exactly. as well so go you could, for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you can't really see a whole team doing that. No, nowadays. no. Uh, maybe um, uh, boxers. Maybe. Some, yeah, some I mean, it that. happened in soccer recently. Uh, there's a big team in Italy called Juventus, and they um, they were fined for, or they were punished for match fixing, and they basically really okay. Lot. I mean, I think they still won the championships, but it was like toward the ends of the season where they, they would like throw games or give up right. a certain amount of goals or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they basically got the way it works in European soccer is that, you know, if you come into the bottom of the league, you get relegated to the lower tier down. Ah. They don't have minor leagues there. They just have like a lower league. Sure. So then they got they got bumped down two levels for their, <laughs> for, for their guilt in, in match fixing. So mm-hmm. they lost a lot of players over that because yeah. the players wanted to move on because they course. didn't play in the lower leagues. And I don't know. It was, that was a big scandal. But it, for, uh, it, I don't know. It hasn't happened in America. I mean, there's been like a... There's like one NBA official, right? Who got yes, he but he was always kind of sketchy. We're not they weren't yeah. sure if he's embellishing or yeah. So like I mean, I, it, as far as I, I mean, it hasn't really happened in a big way since like I mean, Pete Rose was probably the, the, the other biggest, guy, the biggest. And there was just an article today that basically they denied his. Uh, there's a separate committee that sometimes allows uh, older players to get in, and I think they denied him again. Oh, which, for the Hall of Fame for the Hall of Fame yeah, baseball, yeah. Event. And you know whether you. Whatever he did or didn't do, you know, his numbers speak for themselves. And I yeah, don't I think mean, he bet on baseball. As a player, comes. yeah, as a player, he's... Uh, he deserves it. He yeah. deserves it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the same thing with the guys who did steroids, too. I sure. Mean, some of them deserve it based on what they did probably before they were Absolutely. reducing. And yeah. now it's kind of... I mean, there's no rule in the Hall of Fame, really, that they, they have to ban them. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. a decision that they want a certain... Moral, morality. Ca- moral yeah. character, <laughs> except right. that you have people in there like Ty like, Cobb, who was like a major racist, and yeah. I think he did some other you know horrible things. Absolutely, he's like domestic of domestic violence uh-huh. or something like that. And Babe Ruth, he's in there. Yeah. yeah, I mean these guys aren't these aren't saints. No, <laughs> not at all. And so it's yeah. you know you can't. It's kind of this weird, yeah, double standard or it whatever is. you want to call it. And I think down the road, I think your Barry Bonds are going to get in. He might get in. I possibly think might, Clemens, but yeah, yeah. And, I guess A Rod. Do you think A Rod will get in? He <laughs> might. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't see guys like Sosa, um, yeah. uh, Palmero, yeah. and McGuire getting in, even though they probably would have. Yeah, McGuire would have for sure. I yeah. don't think, and Sosa maybe, mm-hmm. the total number of home runs. Yeah. But, yeah. but those guys that were pretty obvious, like, I just, I don't see yeah, that. I don't know. But you know, and we can get into <laughs> baseball and steroids. <laughs> yeah, right. But they could have, uh, you know, there there really was no rule that said, "Hey, you couldn't take these supplements." Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of it's yeah. the ethical thing. Like, yeah, what absolutely. are you doing when no one's looking? And right. they they decided they would cheat because it gave them a better tape. Hey, That's right. And I mean, I think the ba- the reason baseball didn't really punish a lot of them formally is that you know they actually benefited from a lot. I mean, there sure. was a, what was it nineteen 19- the strike? Yeah, after the strike, and there was the chase when. Um, Sosa and McGuire were chasing Maris's record, yeah. and yeah, it helped them. It helped them get back in the national stage. And yeah, yeah. And well, I think now, like, well, okay, now we'll just kind of say that's don't do that again. Yeah, <laughs> there's your Bud Selig. Yeah, yeah, bad for baseball. Uh, yeah. Bad, yeah. But, yeah. Where were you in '98? But thanks a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now there's there's talk that the ball's juice now because yeah, the I mean, are going crazy. Yeah, except if you're the Giants. But anyway, well, yeah, <laughs> nothing can help the Giants. So we're gonna All leave right. it on that note. All right. so. <laughs> Thank you again, Brian. Sure. <laughs> We're back with Samantha. Welcome back. Hello. Nice Um, to be back. Thank you. So in this week's episode, we're going to talk about our favorite movies based on true stories. So this could obviously be kind of loose, but 
Um, we've had some interesting choices so far, so I'm curious to see what you have this week. Cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought about um, like biographical movies yeah. for this, mm-hmm. and I kind of went with the little theme because mm-hmm. this was really broad. Yeah. And I like the first. I thought of, I like I used to watch a lot of like war movies for some reason. <laughs> Everyone's mentioned those. So yeah. that was the first thing that mm-hmm. came to mind. Um, but like none of them are really my favorite. It's just okay. like there's a t- they're always World War Two movies always. and they kind of leave out World War One. Never think nothing about Korea and yeah. you know, so, so. so I decided to skip over that. Okay. Um, and then I think you mentioned you were talking to me about all the sports sure. movies and like oh, that's not really my thing either. Yeah. So um, I thought. I talk about just some like really good biographical movies. Okay. Um, I love like history and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, and also, yeah. So one, I, I already talked on this podcast before about okay. Marie Antoinette. Yes. Which is one of my favorite movies. It's not many people hate it, <laughs> but, um, and that kind of, I, I like movies that are based off of, like, historical figures. Uh-huh. I love, like, European royalty and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. So that was a fun one. And then it reminded me of, um, I was, like, I went through a phase where I was watching, like, every single movie about, like, a royal person mm-hmm. and all the monarchies. And I remembered the um, Elizabeth movie with Kate Blanchett. That's right. And there's actually two of them. And I loved, I like that the whole time period very interesting yeah i don't know how much other people really care well, you know, you know some of the feedback i've been getting about the podcast is like oh i added whoever mentioned something i added to my netflix so there is an audience out there so do not yeah. feel self-conscious about so, yeah i yeah t- like tudor england mm-hmm. mostly like there's a lot of like tv movies about this if yeah. like I'm a BBC nerd, uh-huh. so there's a lot of made-for-TV movies and such and such, but they're, like, the legitimate Elizabeth movie with Kate Blanchett yeah. is a really good one. I haven't seen it in a while, and I think it was pretty accurate, which was um, interesting, and mm-hmm. I thought she just... I love her as an actress. She's actress, great as everything, yeah. And she just is fabulous, and she kind of looks like what I think... Elizabeth would have looked like kind of in the picture. Okay, I may be off here. Did she play Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator? Yes. Yes, okay, so oh, she's Aviator's good. The Aviator's another good one. Yeah, historical so movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's, oh, I love Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She can do anything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this movie, I had to kind of research it a bit, but there was the first one in the 90s, and then they made a sequel okay. in 2007, and I didn't realize they were that far apart. So what was the sequel? It was just different parts of her life? Different time or? periods, because okay. um, she ruled for a very long time. Okay. Um, and I think the second one, it might have had to do more with like war hmm. and stuff, like, I did not research this. <laughs> I haven't seen these movies. So you still got your war movie in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, they did, like, naval things. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I don't really remember the second one. The first one is the one that I like better. It's sure. kind of when, I think it's when she, like, came into power, that type of thing. But That's interesting because you don't hear about many true stories that are sequels. Maybe you have, like, uh, what Clint Eastwood did with, um, the, there was a... You, it was Iwo Jima, oh, so yeah. it was told, told from both to sides. Iwo Jima, yeah. and then the um, the one in Japanese, right, right. Which oh, that was a really good movie. Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember what that, um, one, what that one was called. Oh. Samantha's doing some research right now. That was, I, I really, I like those. Um, okay, no, Flags of Our Fathers. Right, was the American version. So Flags yeah. of Our Fathers was the American viewpoint, yep. and then Letters from Iwo Jima was the Japanese. Japanese, yeah. That was horrifying. Yeah, I know. I just, was like, sat there. Yeah. Like, shocked the whole time. Mm -hmm. It was really well done. But it was, yeah, it was It was a kind of an ingenious way of doing it, so you're getting both. Because you always yeah. get one side, You usually. always get yeah. the English-speaking side, always, or yeah. you have the people speaking English. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, see, yeah, see, I'm just—that's <laughs> okay. So we're gonna move. We're gonna move on to your to your other picks. Yeah. So yeah, my one side is um, yeah royalty movies. Sure, good ones. Marie Antoinette, Elizabeth, mm -hmm. great. Well, Elizabeth was a great female ruler. Elizabeth, mm -hmm. I mean, Marie Antoinette was right. not. Not so much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that one, and then um another movie. Just as I was like thinking about this, mm -hmm. was um. Walk the Line. Yeah. The, um, Johnny, Cash. Johnny Cash movie uh -huh. with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. and so not I, Walking Hard? Or was it, was it the walk, parody? Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox That's story. right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a kind of a, almost a Will Ferrell vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, because, no, because they, they kind of made fun of that movie. It was yeah. a John C. Riley yeah, exactly. version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of fun. But the real, <laughs> the real version um, with Joaquin Phoenix and, yeah. and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. And I'm, really I've loved. never been like a Johnny Cash fan mm -hmm. or anything, but I've always respected sure, sure. him. And the, um, yeah, that movie... I just thought it was really well done. It was quite heartbreaking at times. Oh, yeah. And I was really impressed, like, Joaquin Phoenix. The, all the musical bits were just really great. Yeah. And the movie was good. Mm -hmm. And I think I've seen it a few times. I've, like, gone back and rewatched it. Yeah. Because it was a good one. Um, yeah, Johnny Cash, to me, is almost like Bob Dylan. I totally respect it. I just don't really... I like when other people do, do his Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. I'm not really big fan of Bob Dylan mm -hmm. doing his own <laughs> material so yeah. Oh, kind of, yeah and he, there's also that movie I'm not there yeah the yeah. Bob Dylan kind of artsy biopic yes. yeah. where all the Kate Blanchett so so no, we're all coming back to yeah. the, the uh the seven uh, things of Kate Blanchett or something yeah oh, she's yeah. just very versatile she is yeah that's like yeah and I'm not like a big Bob Dylan fan I'm not a mm -hmm. big Johnny Cash fan but I think how those people portrayed them and how because their lives were very interesting oh, totally. so they made great movies yeah and then like they already had the soundtrack I know it's perfect so I just need to get the rights to it yeah it was good yeah so walk the line yeah I forgot about that one that's a great another one another good film mm -hmm. and I did pick one music music artist biopic and that was ray because i really liked oh, i thought jamie fox did an yeah. excellent job as red charles and i didn't really know the, a lot of the backstory you know like how his mom okay. raised him i don't think yeah. i've ever seen it oh you should check it out the like movie. yeah so even if you don't like the music i love red charles's music but if you just want to see an amazing story about yeah. you know how he grew up because he wasn't born blind i mean he was born uh -huh. with sight and then you know, lost okay. his vision as a child and how his mom raised him i mean she was hard i mean basically like mm -hmm. trained him like nobody's gonna give you anything. You have to basically do everything yeah. for yourself, and he did. So, oh, yeah. ah, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen it. Did he yeah. win an Oscar? He did. He definitely deserved okay. it. I think. I want to say this came out like two thousand four. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember when it came out, mm -hmm. but I was just like, oh, not really. Yeah. It's sometimes really it's hard to do thing. a really good biopic of music artists, but the, another one that just came out was. Um, 
think it was Get On Up with James Brown. Uh, oh. Yeah, and Chadwick Boseman, who also played Jackie Robinson <laughs> um, in 42, uh, played James Brown. Oh, really? He's awesome. I didn't he, even hear about that. Yeah, I guess it went, it was out, but it didn't do well. Like, okay. Um, kind of like, was it kind of like an independent? Like, yeah, game, yeah. Like smaller. But you could definitely see it on Netflix, so oh. um, he's he does really well. Yeah, that's all you got. Sorry, I didn't have- <laughs> we got we had this awkward look. Like I, I'm done. I'm I didn't done. research this. I guess the only way to describe these movies is like the history. Yeah. Mine were so like historical. This is the History Channel. So. But again, those are good picks. If you're into the old costume um, biopics, definitely yeah. check out um, Samantha's picks. Good um, 16th century. Yes. Royalty. Well, you could have gone all the way century? back. You didn't want to go all the way back to, uh, like, the Jesus era or anything oh, like that? Oh, no. We could do, like, Ten Commandments and... uh Ooh, brave heart. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Passion of the Christ. Oh, no. So, okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks, Samantha. Okay, we're back with David, and we're going to have our true story movies this, yeah, this week. So. true stories. <laughs> so you come up with a few, so... Yeah, I, I was trying to come up with a couple, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was, it was kind of tricky, especially yeah. not just, like, thinking up of, like, boring, like, historic or whatever. <laughs> oh, Samantha's going to be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> did she actually do Titanic? She did not. Yeah, actually, God. nobody's picked Titanic. All so right. That's well, yeah. there's one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you really want Titanic? No. No, okay. No. <laughs> um, she picked more of the, like, the old 16th century costume. Oh, like Queen yeah. Elizabeth or, yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Oh, I Marie Antoinette. all those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does Shakespeare in Love count? Uh, no. <laughs> that was based on real stuff, right? Technically everything's based on something, but yeah. no. That's, yeah, so that's what I started yeah. to think about was, like, everything is, like, based on true events. Sure. And, like, half of the scary movies are, like, based on real <laughs> things. So it's, like, does fire in the sky count? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so one of the ones that I did think of sure. that I guess kind of counts, because it is, even though it is, like, you know, horror movie based on real events, right. whatever, but... Um, Amityville Horror. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So I thought that counts. That is a good one. Um, and you know, do you like the original or? Did I that... like the original. Okay. I haven't seen it as much as, sadly, the remake with okay. Ryan Reynolds. When did that come out? Two thousand five or okay. six or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, and it was actually. I mean, for like a remake horror movie, not bad. Um, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they they keep making just over and over yeah. like the same Amityville kind of a thing I think mm-hmm. there's another one like Amityville Awakening or something <laughs> stupid like that yeah. that was made like what year is it now 17 it was made like I think three years ago or something okay. and they yeah. just like haven't released it yet <laughs> really um, it's that bad yeah, yeah and it has like some Disney starlet whatever oh, okay. like mm-hmm. one of those like Disney girls mm-hmm. is the main like character in it but yeah, it's the same, like, they move into the Amityville house, and then bad things happen. <laughs> Shocking. And, yeah. But, um... That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Like, I always liked, I mean, yeah, even the sequels, like, mm-hmm. they were all kind of... The sequels were, like, more and more just kind of, like, rehashing the same kind sure. of thing, but they were fun. Yeah, they are yeah. what they are. Yeah. Okay, so that's a good one. What are the yeah. other ones? Yeah. Uh, other one was also a little bit of, like, a... Whenever it's on TV, I always just kind of leave it uh-huh. on. Catch me if you can. That's one of my picks. That's yeah. in my top five. So yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Um, yeah, it's just like fun. Like mm-hmm. it's fast. Like it's paced really well. And um, yeah, like the relationship between Leo and Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. Is yeah. Like, oh, like they're kind of 
buddies, but he's right. coming to get you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a, he kind of respects what he's doing, even though he's still it's, he's on his mission. Uh, Hanks is on the mission yeah. to get him, but it's so cool that he basically. I mean, it's almost like what they do with hackers now. You yeah, know, they just hire him to, if you can't beat him, you know, yeah. join him type of yeah. thing. So throw him in jail, and they're like, "Here's some work." To do. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, he. he I think he's still in the FBI. The Frank Abagnale. Yeah. Abagnale. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was on like stars or something yeah. like a couple like weeks ago i was like oh i'll just leave this on in the background yeah. and of course i was like yeah, watching the whole it. thing uh-huh. yeah um and you forget about christopher walken and yeah, like, yeah yeah and uh amy adams it's her debut i think right i think or, yeah very early movie with and her. it just goes to show you never trust a girl because <laughs> she totally gives them up to the fbi <laughs> that's uh, true yeah they're all worked out in the end yeah yeah kind of basically mm-hmm. um yeah oh well, and then i guess all those like true crime movies and stuff oh, sure. that kind of counts. Mm-hmm. Even though um, the Untouchables. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like, Brian mentioned that. Yeah. It was. I mean, of course, it wasn't like actually like true. Like, yeah, I guess a lot of actual events, they kind yeah. of changed a lot sure. of it. But, but the characters were real. Like, there yeah, really like was the actual names yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good. One. Those are good. Those are all good. Great job, David. Yeah. On short notice. <laughs> it comes through. Okay, super producer Linley is back. Super producer, I was looking at listening to old shows, and you were the original producer. Oh right, yes. the producer that. Well, I guess the producer that Absentee does nothing. Producer. The no, silent I'm an, producer. I'm an executive producer. Yes, those are the you get people credit. that do nothing. Yes, <laughs> but they get to put their name on the show. So we're going to talk about our favorite true story movies this week, and uh, you have a nice. Pretty long list, which is good. Is it long? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have specific reasons for the movies I chose. Okay. Let's hear it. Oh. Okay. Well, I just stayed away from... Uh, I stayed away from, like, the historical true story. I mean, there's a okay. lot of movies out there that are historical, sure. like Elizabeth the first and I like all those those are fine but yeah don't knock them because that's what Samantha picked oh no I mean <laughs> I do I'm saying I like them I'm just saying like I just stayed away from those mm-hmm. I yeah I like to pick true stories that you it seems yeah like stranger than fiction right, right. like when they're just like wow this is crazy and this is a true story yeah um so yeah that's kind of what I okay picked, so um you want me just to dive into my We'll list. just go right into it. We can make small talk if you <laughs> well, want, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, I was... Uh, the one that, of course, I want to pick, but it's not a true story, is Fargo. But, you know, Fargo's yes. not really a true story. But they open Loosely up saying, based. this is a true story. Yeah. No, it's not at really? all. They Nothing? just completely made it up. Yeah, oh, it's an original okay. screenplay. And they... It says that at the beginning of the movie, but it's just... Their line. weird humor. Yeah, it's yeah. just their humor. Yeah, okay. they're just like, whatever. Well, it's kind of like Silence of the Lambs, and I brought this up on with other people. Like, yeah. it, that character is based on other yes, serial killers. Yes, right. Covers, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. There are movies like that sure. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my list went away. Sorry. <laughs> Google Calendar. Technology. Okay, so Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, great yeah. one. I was going to put that on my list. And then because yeah. I chose Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico Absolutely. is also based on a true story. Yeah. Those are kind of my two favorite Al Pacino movies, probably besides Godfather. Sure. I love Godfather, but mm-hmm. I don't really like Al Pacino in anything after the 70s. I don't really? think. Except Santa for. Woman? I've, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen it, but yeah, okay. older Al Pacino. Not so much. Not a fan of. I don't know why. He okay. became too much of a caricature. Did you see Injustice for All? That was 79. No. Mm-mm. He plays a lawyer, and he was kind of fed up with the system. Maybe that would be good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. Victor Victoria? I haven't seen that since no. I was really young. Is he in that? I don't I remember that. that. I don't know that he's in that. Okay. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking. Cruising? 
don't know that movie. <laughs> okay, early 80s. So. Okay, but yeah, yeah 70s anyway. Al Pacino can't be beat. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So, Dog Day Afternoon, great story. Well, that one's crazy. I think they... I know you picked this as one of your movies, and I forget which one it was. Yeah. Caper? Caper? Yes, best heist film. Heist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. It's I, I think the, they kind of Hollywood eyes it a little, sure, but it of course, really of course. This, that guy really. No, it really did I, happen. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a famous event that comedy of errors. Yeah, yeah, so. right, right, right. <laughs> it's like that is the craziest story. Um, okay, so the yeah. next one I have is Heavenly Creatures. Okay. Um, so that's from I think the early '90s. It might be mm-hmm. Kate Winslet's first yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know the movie I'm talking about? Kind of. So I've seen it. It is Peter Jackson's movie. Oh, really? Before, yeah. It's I, I think I want to say it's his first movie. I'm not sure. So and Melanie Linsky, who is now in a bunch of stuff, you would probably yeah, recognize her. Yeah. You know the name, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are young teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, just get in this insane friendship, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, just that insane time of adolescence um, where they just get really close. And so, when it, whatever, they they plot to murder one of their mother, like one, one of the Melanie Linsky's mother Mom, okay. in the movie, um, and murder her. And it's a true and story. And they go yeah. to jail. <laughs> yeah. And it takes place in the 50s. Like oh, wow. In New Zealand in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very, yeah, crazy story. It kind of reminded me of those Slenderman yes. stories yeah. of those two girls that plotted to kill their, mm-hmm. just this like, yeah, they just kind of almost go insane together, mm-hmm. or just yeah. Anyway, the so. Menendez brothers, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was uh, that was more. They were old enough to know better. Yeah, they, 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 they wanted the inheritance. Plotted. They wanted the inheritance, yeah. right? And I don't know if the other stories are true, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> heaven. Oh, I said heavenly creatures. Yep. American Splendor. Yes. That's a great movie, and it it's is. based on Harvey Picard, okay. so yeah, I just think that's... And he's such a good actor. Oh, um, man, yeah. so good. And Judah Free- Freelander is yes. so good in that, yes, and he's he really done... I mean, he's done TV since then, but he just really hasn't been a standout yeah. in a movie since then, and he was just... I just thought amazing yeah. as the to I think he plays Toby, the mm-hmm. Toby character. Yeah. I have to watch it again. I saw it in the theater. And I, I know. I need sense. to watch it again, yeah. too. Yeah, it's really, really good. I picked, so my number one pick was Private Parts, because it's a Howard Stern story. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. Paul Giamatti plays his program director, uh, Pig Virus or Pig yeah, Virus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's yeah. so good in That's that a too. really good one. Yeah, yeah, he's so good in that. That's yeah. what I think when I first saw him, mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti was in that I think, yeah, it was a big movie one. or, yeah. It was um, his first, like, major, I mean, it was... It's a supporting role, but he had a big role in it. Yeah, yeah right, so. right, right, yeah. Um, okay, another one is uh, Man on the Moon. Yes. Um, and and I just really like SNL stories, mm-hmm. like stories of early SNL, yeah. especially. I mean, it's not, it touches on that. Sure, like it's sure. in it, Yeah, it, it just kind of touches on that. Um, so Jim Carrey didn't bother you at all? Because I know some people I thought he was, no, no, I thought he did well. I like Jim Carrey. I also almost picked, but I took it off, um, was I Love You, Philip Morris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he plays, I mean, again, it's a dark comedy mm-hmm. where he plays a con man who then yeah. falls in love with Ewan McGregor's mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, it's just a really weird little quirky film. Um, no, but I thought he was he was great in that. And, and I Andy Kaufman's that's an interesting life story. is yeah. insane. Yes, so. <laughs> so, and I loved, I mean, I grew up watching Taxi. Yes. And I loved Laka. the character. Laka? Laka? Latka, right? Latka? Yeah. And Carol Kane as his... Wife, yeah, <laughs> I just love. I mean, I just loved that as a kid. That was like my favorite character. Mm-hmm. So then to know that he has also this like weird, creepy, yeah, his whole life like is, his whole story is just like so his weird. Wrestling right? career, yeah, and it was, it's complete. He was with women, right? Yeah, he was doing it to pick up women, like, right? Yeah, so yeah, weird, weird, yeah, weird, weird. so crazy. weird. Yeah. Um, 
What else? Oh, I picked Sleepwalk With Me. That's a really little oh, yeah. Mike Birbiglia yes. film. It's just well done. He actually did it as a stand-up, and then it transferred it to movie, and I right. think they did a good job. Trans- All I remember it to is him, was it, was it like a pizza dream? Like he was eating pizza? Um, he had a, like he sleep, he yeah. had a problem sleepwalking, where yes. he actually launched himself outside of a hotel yeah. window. And then it's really the story between him and his first girlfriend, the girlfriend yeah. who was, you know, whatever should become his fiance right. they'd been together so long it was his first girlfriend and mm-hmm. then just kind of the story of them yeah breaking up mm-hmm. and then it not working out and stuff which i thought was he's yeah, a really talented good. comedian he's really yeah, underrated yeah it's not even i mean he doesn't even do like comedy comedy no he does stories stories yeah. yeah so yeah he, um, so if you want the audio version, I mean, basically, I have listen, it. yeah, yeah, yeah I have it too. Yeah, and <laughs> um, we downloaded all of his stuff for car rides. So oh, cool. my kids yeah. really like listening to him too, yeah. and he's pretty clean, so I can play. Yeah, but, I mean, now I don't care; they're old enough. But yeah, I just yeah, they listen to his, it for several years. His wiffle ball stories, yeah. and yeah, stuff like that. So. <laughs> he has funny stories of his parents. Oh yeah, his, yeah. Parents his are mom great. downloading like. Um, porn on her computer yeah. and then she like put the computer far away yeah. like from like out of the room like it had been bad and she was <laughs> <Good yeah. God. laughs> um that was funny um oh so okay another one fruitvale station that's not really quirky mm-hmm. but it's a i grew up in taking bart in the bay okay. area mm-hmm. but it stars michael b jordan michael yes. jordan he starred in the wire as a kid Green. and now he yeah right isn't mm-hmm. he he was he played Apollo Creed or Apollo Creed's son in son Creed. oh he doesn't play okay he plays Apollo Creed's yeah. son mm-hmm. in Creed the yeah. movie's called the most, Creed yes okay <laughs> yeah he now has become kind of a big, a big deal, deal star yeah. mm-hmm. um, but Fruitvale Station is just this yeah great story I mean it's a kid who a kid he's maybe nineteen or twenty mm-hmm. gets killed by the Bart Police um, oh, mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve night mm-hmm. so like shot you know it's just a, a story of a sh- but they really tell it from. Yeah, just the perspective of just all the dumb things he did that day, yeah. like, you know, and yes, he's, like, kind of a petty criminal, right. but, did, I mean, it was just weird to get mm-hmm. shot by the BART police yes. on New Year's Eve night, and so it was a very controversial thing, but it just, it all takes place in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. so if you grew up in the Bay Area, if you grew up taking BART and you know Fruitvale Station, it's just a really, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great, it's a standalone movie if you didn't grow up in this right. area, but. Weren't they um, exonerated, the BART police? I think so, yeah. yeah. And I, I, it was oh, a big deal, I believe. Usual. Yeah. It was a big Bay Area yeah, story. I do remember that, yeah. 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 Those are all good. And yeah, oh, so I have one, one more. Uh-huh. My last and favorite one is the movie Bernie. Oh, oh, with, um, yes, with Jack Black, right? Yes. Yes, I have. So I just saw it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah, and I mean Shirley MacLaine so is great. Weird. I know, and that and that truth and that story. The guy is really very. He plays him very close to because yeah. after I saw it, I looked up interviews of that character that he's playing. And um, is James Marsden in that? Or am I thinking of a different movie? Matthew McConaughey's in it. Okay. So Shirley MacLaine plays the old, the older crazy lady that he well mean. She's I don't think she's crazy. She's just yes. super mean. Everybody hates her. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Bernie. Yes. He kills her. Yes. I mean they kind of have this crazy relationship, right? Where mm-hmm. he she's paying for all the stuff. They like kind of yes taking him on vacation mm-hmm. with her and stuff. Um, no romance. I no. think it's pretty. I don't know if he's out, but it's pretty clear that he's. Doesn't prefer the ladies, right? Exactly. <laughs> I don't yes. think so. Yeah. And she is much older than him, yeah. but um, but that you still everybody is still with Bernie. They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, he should have killed her. Bernie. Like yeah, yeah, everybody loves Bernie in the town, even and mm-hmm. that um, yeah, he's just beloved, and he was just this really warm character, and probably yeah. the only person that would have put up with this 
horrible person. And yeah. Shirley MacLaine is just, like, a very Shirley MacLaine character. Yeah. You know, like, she always mm-hmm. plays the grumpy old lady. I so. think I'm thinking of another movie with him and James Marsden. But I'd have to go back There is a movie he's in with James Marsden, right? Isn't he, like, a car salesman or something like that? And he lives with his... I like he's James married. Marsden a lot. Yeah. Even though he's not in that many things, but yeah. he's good. He's funny. Did you ever see uh, Sex Drive? No. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a kind of it's a, a teen sex comedy, but it's uh, later and um, God, who, who else? It's a bunch of people that are it, the girl in Silicon Valley with the long brown hair. Um, yeah. Okay. She she's is in a teen. It? She's kind of like a teenager in it, mm-hmm. even though she's not a teenager. Yeah. And uh, they basically this kind of dorky kid's going to find. This girl he met online to go meet her, yes. and so the friends kind of go on this road road trip. So I think Clark Duke's in it. Um, Clark and Duke, just, I like him too. Yeah, he's funny. but James Marsden plays his brother. The, the, he plays the, like the attractive older brother. Yeah, but he's brother. just like he's super homophobic because he's really gay. <laughs> oh, it's okay, like he's okay, beating got it, up got it, his got brother <laughs> and everything. But and the payoff at the end is really good. But he, he's really funny in that. Yeah, movie, he was, well, he was in Thirty Rock, so yeah. I loved him in Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. I just think he's funny. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's all I Great have. Great list. Yeah. I, I want to ask to go back and watch Serpico. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I think we have to have like an Al Pacino we should weekend. Have a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, I'm done. You're done? Stop Zip. saying. Well, I, don't, I was going to say it. things that like you don't need to put on the podcast. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh wait, we don't, that's not the topic of the podcast. So I'll move on. Okay. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> okay. For this week, Danielle is back. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> So, for this week, we're going to talk about our favorite movies based on true stories. So, you always have a good list. You had to you, you had to whittle it down to a, a more yes. uh, cohesive list. So, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, hear what your uh, picks are this week. So, I have like five movies. <laughs> as we, as we talked about last week. Number five. Yeah, yeah that's what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> So you have five. You have five movies. I do have five movies, and I have more actually, but I, I try like to narrow down. Mm-hmm. To five, so it's very hard. So, uh, my first, last. <laughs> your first number five. Number you, five. Yeah, <laughs> that's easy. So your last of your five. Yeah. Well, don't complicate this too much. I'm not complicating. Number five. Very good. <laughs> so it is the the imitation game. Oh, yeah, that's Did right. Did you ever watch this? The story of Alan, I don't know the last name, uh-huh. the mathematician, mm-hmm. is that it? From World War II? Yes. Yeah. And he broke the code yeah. from the Nazi, and yeah. uh, he got, um, he was, he went to jail later because the British had the anti-homosexual law. Ah, okay. Yeah, so. This so, is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? What is, what is, is that? that? The actor. I don't know the name. Okay. I forgot the name. I believe it is. Um, so, yes. Because um, Britons, they had the anti-sodomy. Sodomy. sodomy. Yeah, it is law. Benedict Cumberbatch, so, yeah. Yes. And he was given a choice like life prison or okay, chemical castration. Oh, wow. And he chose the chemical Are you serious? Yes. Wow. No, it's very depressing. The guy was a genius and he went out. He had to, you know, uh-huh. go down to that, and he was in love with. Uh, there, there's the whole story. It's a beautiful movie. He commits suicide at mm. 41 years old. So this is real. It's a real history, but it's not very accurate. Ah. 
So, so Hollywood kind of took it. And, so yeah. I, I don't remember the details, but actually the code wasn't broken by him. Th there's uh, there is some tricky because they put add that for the movie to sure. be more, you know, emotional and stuff. It. But he was a genius. There was no question sure. about it. And the whole castration and you know the whole history about that is very sad sure. and the actor i don't know the name benedict cumberbatch he's very good mm -hmm. he, he takes you to to you know you have the feelings and even like in the last scene it's very sad mm -hmm. it, it is very sad but it's it's a beautiful movie even though they they did a little makeup sure you know but it is a beautiful movie okay that's a good pick yay <laughs> <laughs> number four. Number four <laughs> is I cannot say the name again. Okay, we'll attempt to. Let's translate. <laughs> the Lost in translation? No, let's translation. See, I don't even can speak. No, it's not the movie. You're okay. gonna translate for me. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to say in the right way the words. Uh, well, I, I'm speaking the whole in, the whole week in Portuguese. My accent I is I the worst. I, I wish it was a video podcast. We could do subtitles. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's terrible when I don't speak English for so long. I lose everything. But this is how you practice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the listening audience now, gets like joy. Frasier, yeah. <laughs> watching Frasier. <laughs> uh, so therefore, uh, the number four, yeah, number four. <laughs> is the pursuit of happiness oh, pursuit of happiness pursuit of happiness uh -huh. there we go uh -huh. so is it chris gardner gardner is the history of yes yes and, and will smith is the uh, actor. is the guy and his son jade yeah. <laughs> smith maybe <laughs> i don't know the last Jaden <laughs> smith yes <laughs> is the son and wow that is a sad story. I cried my eyes out, like especially on the bathroom scene yeah. when he sleeps in the subway bathroom when yeah. the guy keeps. Is it based know. in San Francisco? I mean, I'm thinking a different movie. No idea. I thought it was San Francisco. Uh, but I, I cried so much <laughs> on that. That scene and the one that he takes the cab with the guy from the company mm -hmm. because he's doing the internship because his dream is working that broke some the financial company, a right? firm. So, he gets the cab with this guy, and he has no money. He just have I don't know if it was ten dollar bill or something in his wallet. Okay. And um, the guy, you know, he drops off the the guy. What they do? Oh, okay. They got the cab together, <laughs> and the guy uh, stops first. He leaves first, and then he says, "Oh, you can you pay for the ride because I have no change with me." And you can see, like, his face, he opened the wallet, he just had that. The 10 bucks. Yeah, mm -hmm. so he's like, sure, sure. But at the end, when he gets the job, the guy paid yeah. back. The, it's amazing. I love that movie. So it's kind of like uh, karma. Like, he did yeah. a good deed, and it, it turned out okay in the end. It, it was very touching, and the daycare sure. for the son. I mean, that, that's, that I believe completely because yeah. daycares can be like that oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's always very it was emotional to see okay that, to watch that movie number three yay so <laughs> <laughs> number three is a very recent movie that i went to the movie theater like this year okay uh is hidden figures yeah hidden, hidden figures hidden about figures. the uh three the, the three uh, women uh -huh. the mathemish mathematicians yeah. <laughs> from nasa uh -huh. that 
they had uh, the year was I forgot the year nineteen sixty one. So you had not only the sexism because you know they are NASA, they are mathematics engineering mm -hmm. women. They also had the segregation. Sure. And the story is amazing. I took my daughter to the movie theater to watch mm -hmm. because. She takes everything for granted, and I said, okay, sure. you're going to watch, and you're going to see how it was mm -hmm. back in the days, sure. because she doesn't know. She, you know, no, she's she? in fifth grade. Uh -huh. she, she has no idea. Uh -huh. So as I was entering in the movie theater, comes this lady, and, you know, from the previous se previous session, she said, good job, good job you're taking, because I was taking her and her friend, and she was like, good job taking her to watch how it was sure. and then we keep talking uh, for a while and then she watched the movie there is this scene that she got emotional when uh, one of the women the one that works directly with kevin costner with the boss and uh, she needs to go to the bathroom yeah and she needs to run in between buildings because there's no color it that they used to call color it yeah. mm -hmm. some bathrooms uh -huh. in that building so she had to run half an hour and then he goes on her where you were you know why are you late yeah, yeah. why are you doing this why you disappear mm -hmm. many times a day and then she breaks down and she said because there's no bathroom for me here and they were like of course there is there's one bathroom. not for me right and then he realized what's happening and oh my so that scene i will never forget sure. so i was very emotional and i looked to my daughter i could see like she reacting well yeah because she has that's completely no foreign to her. I mean, it's completely foreign to a lot of people here. I mean, that, yeah. they didn't grow up back then. Yeah, so, good yes, pick. that so, is my third place. Uh huh. So, number two. <laughs> so, I watched that movie long, long, long time ago. And it is the Chindra's List. Chindra's List. Chindra's List. Uh -huh. uh, list. Yes. <laughs> I cannot say. <laughs> Beautiful movie yep. as well. Very painful to watch. Very, very sad mm -hmm. to watch. Uh, what's his name? Schindler? Yep. I cannot say yeah, Schindler. Yep. Um, he's a German guy, right? Yep. That he comes in the city. He he is from the Nazi party. Yes. And he's just like, he wants to make money. Of course. So he opens the factory and he hides all the. It's Polish Jewish? Yeah, it's Polish Jewish. To work. He just want to make money. There's nothing to do with that. And no. then, when they start like killing the people, yeah. he realizes, you know, what's going on. So he a lot of people in the Nazi party didn't realize oh, yeah. how far it was going to get, or you had to join, otherwise you're it yeah. Is, not yeah. that it, uh, yeah, yeah. So he pretended he was joining, but um, he was really helping. Yeah. He was helping. He helped over a thousand people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So that was that was a beautiful movie. Mm -hmm. I won't forget that. No, of course not. Um so now number one. <laughs> I have a two number one. So you have a top six list. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that could cheat like okay, that. Okay, okay. So that one I forgot the name. <laughs> well then it doesn't count. Then you No, it does count. Because you're gonna complete the name. You everybody knows because it was a book, the movie's amazing, it's uh, the diary of Anne Frank. Frank. Yes. I, I cannot even, I cannot remember the last name ever, but there's two versions, I guess. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. I watched the, the the first okay, one, yeah. the original one, and oh my god! Did you read the book? 
I did not read the book. Okay. That's why I like the movie. I think if I read the book, I would not like the movie. But okay. Oh my God, it's oh, yeah. it's sad. I cried. So I think all those best real movies just like to kill us. It's, it's crying all day long. <laughs> well, most true stories have to have some sort of arc, and they, well, most movies have to have some sort of arc. But especially with true stories, you have to go the good, the bad, the ugly, and then before you get to. You know, so her life from that base is basement that is upstairs. The attic. The attic. Yes. <laughs> I never know what is upstairs. You, you and had next. a 50-50 chance there. <laughs> yeah. oh, I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, all those people, you know, the romantic thing, and mm-hmm. it, it was touching. Sure. The scene that the woman needs to go to the bathroom and the nads are right downstairs, oh, yeah. and she needs. Oh my God. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't remember those little parts oh they lived there for how many you know a bunch of years but you don't realize that they need to do basic things oh, in sure. front of everybody and, and then that scene was very strong sure. to watch because it, it clicks like wow that was really really sad okay, okay. So what is the so my, second my number real, one my real one don't laugh because I love that movie, and uh, I don't know. I will never forget it. Jurassic movie. Park. No. Okay. Well, we could. <laughs> the real. <laughs> the real dinosaur. So it is King's Speech. Oh, the King's Speech. That's a great movie. It's, I yeah. love that movie. Mm-hmm. Colin. Colin Firth. He, he. I love him in Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones yeah. Diary, and he can do so many different, you know. So on that one, that, you know... Uh, the impairing he could not do his speech and you know he had a stutter. Uh, England mm-hmm. was on the limia of the war with mm-hmm. the German I think it was Yeah, the, it was World War II. Yes. Yeah, there's a common th- lot of World War II. Yes, yeah. and he had to to speak for his country, right? To to do to be the lead. That's right. And that was amazing. And the teacher oh, that they thought he was a doctor. Yeah. Oh my god, that guy is great. And they speech itself when you know the last scene you know they exercise because he starts like and then the guy bitch bitch he starts cursing remember yeah. like the exercise very very touching sure. I love that movie so the queen mom the queen one of the because I always I don't know who is the Elizabeth first yes. right that was the, his wife uh-huh. yes I think there is some stuff that the movie or the book had to be released after her death. There is something like that, but sh- they are the parents of the Queen Elizabeth. The current the queen. Now. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> the now. <laughs> the current queen. Yes. The current queen. And but I I'm in love with that movie. I will never forget. I watch it more than once, mm-hmm. and I don't get tired of watching that movie. Especially the scenes of they both together and. They found out that the guy is not actually a doctor. He is like a teacher, like sure. theater teacher. He, yeah. He's a bad actor. I think he was never hired to be an actor mm-hmm. or something like that. It thinks, thinks about that was real at that time. That's amazing. It so is. I love that movie. And that's why true stories are good. As long as they don't Hollywood, Hollywoodize them too oh, much. But, again, that's what makes these movies great. So, again, thank you so much, Danielle. She's eating in the middle of the interview now because she's so hungry. (laughs) Great job. Thank you. Okay, Maywin is back, and for this week, we're going to do our favorite movies based on true stories. So, this could be all over the map, so I'm curious what you have to uh, pick for this week. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, gosh, I have such a long list. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's okay. Look. 
this is my post-it note. I'm okay. showing Brian the <laughs> intimidatingly long It's even list. in the margins, you know? Yeah, I yeah. had to start writing vertically, yeah. um, and now I can't read any of it. So, um, so I thought I would start off with Fargo, and okay. I was kind of joking with Brian about this yesterday, yeah. because uh, it is the most loosely based on a true event kind of movie mm-hmm. that there is, because I think they just took, like, this very gestural sentence out of a newspaper and right. created this movie around it. And no, the movie is I was going to exactly, say bits and pieces, but that'd be important. It is, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's really, really gesturally based on possibly true events or mm-hmm. maybe they just, you know, pulled it all out. Of the well, it's kind of like the birds. I mean, the birds is based on a news article that really happened. In, in, right. In yeah. Santa Cruz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the, the event is completely different. And right. Um, Daphne du Maurier took the took it in a completely different sure. direction, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So I started thinking about that, and I was like, "Oh, actually, that's kind of interesting. It's kind of like Hollywood is where true stories go to become lies." Pretty much, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, no, yeah. That's a great point. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that. You know, <laughs> that's going to be in the intro. So yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so I I I love Fargo, and I think whenever you're looking at movies that are based on true stories, you kind of have to go in completely willing to forget that it's at least to a certain extent based on a true story yeah and totally buy into the lie and the fantasy or whatever kind of um tale or propaganda the filmmakers want to see. sure so yeah yeah. so with that in mind my first film is political propaganda (laughs) (laughs) so battleship potemkin i've never heard of this by sergey eisenstein um no, I don't know the date because okay. I know you're going to ask me. It's like 19, maybe, oh gosh, is it maybe 1920s, 1930s? No, I should know. Is it a silent film? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the date. Can you look it up? That's no, okay. I, okay, so while I'm looking at what, okay, what's, what's Battlesh- the name Battleship Potemkin. Okay, so explain what the movie's I mean, about. I'm good enough writing down the titles. I <laughs> never remember. It so anyway, it's... Um, 1925. So 1925, so yeah. So it's yeah, definitely so, silent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, the, the reason that it's remarkable is not only that it was propaganda, but that the filmmaker was really interested in creating a, kind of a, an emotionally persuasive film. And so there's this um, uprising mm-hmm. that happens during the movie. And the way that it's shot is meant to make a political message through emotional means mm-hmm. and make uh, an emotional impact through cinematic means. And I think it's really, really effective. And there are a couple of scenes that are really harrowing, even by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Um, super effective. Uh, I definitely recommend checking it out mm-hmm. because so many films since then have uh, taken the lessons learned there um, and really run with them. But okay. Yeah, so that's one to check out. And okay. because I have so many, I'm not going to spend a lot of we'll, time. Yeah, we'll, um, run, we'll run right through them. Yeah, so we're going to run through. Okay. So another one, this isn't um, exactly propaganda, but it's mm-hmm. to do with uh, political and social um, strategy during uh, a time of oppression. So okay. the Battle of Algiers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah. Have you seen that? That's I have seen amazing that. Amazing yes. movie. So for me, who's totally... Uh, neck deep geekdom into like architecture and urban planning and urban histories. This one's really fascinating because you have an oppressed group of people um, who are looking for and using spaces uh, in the city, um, in different parts of the city, different types of the mm-hmm. city, uh, as points and uh, spaces and opportunities for resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting um, in terms of like cultural and political. Right. Um, 
uh, strategy and tactics. So this one is 1966. 1966. Yeah, Thank you. Okay. okay. You just keep, I'm the year guy. Yeah, you just yeah. keep looking these up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, um, as I was thinking about this, I usually don't like war movies. Okay. But you're and making those, a lot of war movies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And so I noticed I have a clump of World War II movies. Okay. And there were many made. Back yeah, back there back. were. So I'm going to go through these uh, as a group. Sure. Um, just to make it kind of easy. Uh, the Great Escape. Of course, that's which, classic. Yeah. yeah, it was like Saturday matinee yeah. film par excellence. It's just like a great film to turn on when you've got nothing better to do on like a Saturday mm-hmm. morning or mid-morning and just kind of hang out and watch it. Because it goes on forever. It does. And you can kind of come into it and out of it. It's almost a like three-hour a movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was one of those like roadshow films that yes. went on like tour and uh-huh. you know it was a huge event. And what a cast! I mean, just an with amazing Steve cast. McQueen, James Garner, Charles Bronson, Donald uh, Pleasant, Donald Pleasant, Richard yeah. Attenborough. Yeah, oh, James Coburn. Yeah, who was? Who was Did my, you say James Garner? James Garner. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. a choice role in there. So I'm gonna wrap my mom out. Her her childhood crush was her teenage crush was James Coburn. That was her favorite. favorite oh, actor. really? Yeah. Now, which one was he? He was the, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was uh, our man Flynn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> there you go, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to the moms. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so skipping around. Oh, yeah. the thing that I loved about it was mm-hmm. the, just the tunnels. Oh, yeah. The building of the tunnels uh-huh. and how much you get to see that. Oh, yeah. So, again, I'm just fascinated with this as like a, building spaces and countering spaces mm-hmm. in order to kind of politically make, uh, yeah, just uh, to resist. Sure, sure. Um, even when the odds seem completely stacked against sure, you. Sure, sure. Um, and you don't want to get put in the cooler. No, you don't want to <laughs> not without a not without a baseball. Right? That's right. Um, okay, so moving right along, Das Boot. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? I know of it. I you know of it? it. Okay, yeah, you have to. Because I, yeah. I know you're allergic to foreign films. <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but many on this podcast are not, so that's No, I, I think you would love this film. Okay, 1981. So, yeah. That's, I've definitely heard of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's a great film. It's but it's four hours and 53 minutes, so you might have lost me there. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Is, uh, is it? Uh, but, uh... Yeah, and it's claustrophobic. <laughs> so imagine a five-hour movie that is one of the most claustrophobic uh, suspense thrillers that you could imagine seeing. It is wrenching. Okay. Um, well, according to IMDb, they say 150 minutes. According to Google, they say four hours. Maybe they're including some bonus stuff. Well, but, yeah, well yeah. maybe that's okay. like the difference between like the theatrical version and the director's cut. Yeah. Because there is, a director's I cut. think, a significant difference between the two. So, okay. Yeah. I would assume there's two and a half hours extra. There's two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Moving right along. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I think is great and I don't think is kind of um, as much on the beaten path okay. as some of these others that I've already mentioned. Um, Europa, Europa by Agnieszka oh. Holland. Uh-huh. Yeah. That uh, that's a fascinating film. It is based on the life of Solomon Perel, who was uh, his, his family was driven out of their home um, uh, during Kristallnacht, uh-huh. and he, for a period, is kind of separated from his family, um, and ends up taking cover. It's a long, complicated story, but eventually ends up taking cover. Um, disguising himself as a elite Nazi 
Mm. Um, kind of, I forget how. He kind of like rises up in the ranks of... Uh, so according to the description, he ends up in, in a Russian, or, Russian orphanage for two years. Yeah, and that gets And then he, when destroyed. the Nazis reach Russia, he convinces them he's a German Aryan. And then yeah. he comes in an interpreter. Right. Um, yeah, so he basically kind of joins the... And Julie Delpy's in it. So. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. 1990. In yeah. Yeah. That one is worth seeing. Okay. Definitely worth seeing. Because um, I think when we think of World War II, we think like Schindler's List sure. or Das Boot or uh-huh. things like that. And, and this you should one, look at the American perspective too. So yeah, that's, and, yeah. Well, and this one is this one is fantastic. Yeah. It's a really interesting okay. uh, tidbit of history. Cool. Um, acting in it in the direction is um, perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Any more boring World, World War II, II movies <laughs> to go through? No, 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 no. Right. Okay. So then some other ones that I wanted to mention. Uh, Fitzgeraldo by Werner Herzog. Never heard so of it. So this is about uh, this guy who uh, wants to open an opera house in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Mm-hmm. And so it's this whole crazy story about how he wants to get these building materials, mm-hmm. these people, down to this completely remote spot. And there's, I think, the most famous moments from the film are when he's got this steamboat that's going down the river and he has to get it over a hill. Mm-hmm. And so he's, by human power, he's dragging this steamboat up over a hill. Now, um, by today's filming yeah. practices, uh, this would be probably heavily um, manufactured sure. on the visualist effects side. Uh-huh. Werner Herzog is crazier than the guy that the film is about <laughs> And so they actually tried to get it over the wow. hill um, in shooting the film. Uh-huh. Um, so there are some documentaries that are equally fascinating about the process of creating this film. But the film itself is kind of a gem um, just in terms of like uh, the length to which uh, the human spirit will um, strive in order to achieve whatever insane uh-huh. goals or dreams. So he, this was 1982. 82? Yeah. Yeah. And I know him <laughs> from the first Jack Reacher movie. He plays the main villain. Werner Herzog. Is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good in it. Werner Herzog is this amazing guy who's done just about anything you could imagine. Yeah. Done anything and been everywhere you could imagine. Um, yeah, so Fitzgeraldo's were one definitely worth seeing. Um, okay. Uh, jumping over to New Zealand. Okay. Uh, An Angel at My Table was filmed by Jane Campion, who's better known for the piano. Oh, um, okay. But, so this film is about a New Zealand poet named Jean Frame, and it was originally shot as a television miniseries, but I saw it in the U.S. cinema because they collapsed it together mm-hmm. a little bit and then released it theatrically here. Um, it's fascinating. So, uh, Janet Fox, I think is her name. Um, anyway, she was in Shallow Grave with Ewan McGregor mm. later than that. But she does this great job as uh, this poet with this uh, really frizzy, frumpy, curly red hair. Uh-huh. Um, and it's fascinating. And it, it follows her journey from childhood to adult. She's extremely socially awkward and is diagnosed um, I misdiagnosed with uh, some social disorders, um, goes into an institution, um, mm-hmm. is subjected to shock therapy and some other um, 
really horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like Girl Unrupted. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually <laughs> haven't seen that. That's the one yeah. with Winona Ryder, yeah, right? And Angela, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that, but this is a fascinating film. It's like three parts, because yeah. the miniseries was three parts, mm-hmm. and so they have a, a three-part movie, and it's it's beautiful, the soundtrack, and the mm-hmm. New Zealand countryside is amazing. And um, Carrie Fox, sorry, I think I misspoke her name earlier, okay. but Carrie Fox was uh, amazing in it. I'm, uh, to this day, surprised that she hasn't broken out um, more profoundly in mm-hmm. other roles, uh, but she seems to have had a fairly modest film career. Um, okay, so that said, let me jump to... Uh, I'm almost embarrassed to mention these. You know, I think I'm going to skip over... I have this section uh-huh. titled um, Great Dead White Dudes. Okay. Uh, you know, enough has been said, like, historically about Great Dead White Dudes, uh-huh. so I'm going to skip over that. Okay. That would have been Citizen Kane nowadays, Lords of Arabia, Shindra's... Yeah, Citizen Plus. Kane is... Uh, it's based on a true story, but that's... It right, kind of right. ruined Orson Welles' career, so... Yeah. It, meaning his... I don't know, his mainstream career, that is. Because right. he always went on to create amazing things, but always had a fallout with the movie studios or whatnot, mm-hmm. kind of like with, um, what was the famous movie they, he did with Charlton Heston and Janet Leigh? A Touch of Evil. Um, like, there's so many different versions of it, uh, which finally came out later, but he was never happy with... With what it was actually Exactly, what was released, released. yeah. Because yeah. he wanted, like, a you know two-hour version, and the movie studio didn't want that. So. Not back then. No, no, but... It's either an hour and a half or five hours. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so... Now, it's interesting because you touched on this earlier by mentioning the birds. Yeah. But I looked back at Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. And because so many of his... All of his movies are based on either novels or short stories. Right. But so many of those are based on real events. That's and true. heavily filtered by the time they get to the cinema. Mm-hmm. But, um, for example, Shadow of a Doubt is based on a real-life serial killer called Earl Leonard um, Nelson. Oh, really? And he was known as the Gorilla Man. Now, I don't know any of the details of the actual events, um, but that being one of my all-time favorite films, I thought was worth a mention throwing in. And Psycho, Mm -hmm. also based on um, Gacy, which is kind of the most, one of the most, gruesome of serial killers that Silence of the Lambs is also loosely, 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 loosely based on. Um, is it Gacy or is Gacy. it someone else? Or is it, oh God, what was his name? I have to look it up. If you have my psycho killers, I, like, I think Gacy, was, I, Gacy was the clown. Yeah. So it was probably before him. I'm thinking of, um, it's a guy that lived on the farm. Yeah, I know you're, yeah. I'm looking up a Slayer song, but the band, because they wrote a song called Dead Skin Mask, which okay. is about Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Yeah. Okay. Or Gein. I don't know. But yeah. But I've, yes, I've heard it both ways. He's I think defi- it's Gein. Definitely what you meant, right? Uh, Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also um, uh, Buffalo Bill in... In Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, definitely. Because he basically is killing people for their skin. So right, right, right. Ed yeah. Gein is the one. Yes. <gasps> How he d- is freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nasty stuff. Yeah. And actually, the movies are, in some ways, more gentle about what happened. They filter it and clean it up a bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, and, and those are fantastic films. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Thank goodness for serial killers. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't want to say that in, but it's in true. serious. I mean, actually, we could do a section just on True Wives, because there was Zodiac that just came out not too long yeah. ago. Yeah. That, that movie was okay, but, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I think they're better when they just take touches. I mean, like they take you know the character profiles and then kind of create their own. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is more like in tune with Silence of the Lambs. Absolutely, yeah. Unless they tell you that it was specifically based off of Ed Gein. Right. You'd have to really kind of um, work hard to figure that out. Totally, yeah. Okay, two by David Lynch, and then I'll end. Sure. So the first one, Elephant Man, I've already mentioned that a couple uh-huh. of times, but I just think that's a fantastic film for Absolutely. a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Um, Very tough to watch, but but well done. I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah, it is tough to watch, but it's... I find it easier on me for repeat viewing yeah. than even some of the other ones that I mentioned, hmm. like Dawes Boot and Great Escape. I love those movies, but sure. I have a harder time committing to them, uh, to a viewing of them, mm-hmm. than I do The Elephant Man. There's something really intoxicating about um, uh, Freddie Francis's cinematography mm-hmm. and The Elephant Man and the music and the direction. It's I, I could really easily get absorbed into that world mm-hmm. um, and into the story. Um, yeah, time and time again. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I was going to mention was The Straight Story, which is that uh, really unlikely David Lynch film. <laughs> that I think, uh, you know... We were talking about how Hairspray is a great introduction for people into John, John Waters. Waters. Yeah. If especially, in my hope that their next experience would be right. like uh, Multiple Maniacs or um, uh, Pink Flamingos. Pink Flamingos. Yeah. This one, I think people should go from the straight story straight to like Wild at Heart or <laughs> Inland Empire and just yeah. be like completely um, screwed up for the rest of their life. So I've never heard of the straight story. So what? So the straight story is about a guy. Uh, an older guy who's living out kind of in the middle of uh, middle of nowhere, okay. and he he doesn't drive, and he's uh, he finds out that his brother is sick, and he hasn't talked to his brother in a really really long time. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this in a while, so I'm kind of going off of uh, memory, yeah. tattered memories okay. here. Um, but I love the film, uh, and anyway, so he finds out his brother is sick, decides he wants to go out and visit him. Doesn't have any milk. Of transportation outside of a tractor, mm. or actually, I think it's a riding lawnmower. Oh, so he's really? on his riding lawnmower, <laughs> uh-huh. and he travels a great distance to see his brother. And you have this really slow, kind of hypnotic um, uh, tracing of his journey, um, and it's really kind of meticulous. And you just you have to be prepared to like savor the details mm. and this kind of slow burn of a film towards mm-hmm. this inevitable reunion that mm. he has with his brother. And you don't know what to expect of the reunion, but you do get a sense that even though they haven't spoken in a long time, there's this kind of um, really strong connection that um, continues to bind them. Sure. And he's drawn back, um, and he's powerless to resist that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that draw. And then they get to the final scene, and it's just almost silent. They just they they meet each other. Mm-hmm. They sit on the porch or in the chairs, and they look up at the sky, and they, it's just silent ending to the film. Mm. And it's kind of perfect. It's not what you might expect, but it says more in saying nothing about the connection that has been implicit throughout right. the rest of the film. It's mm-hmm. just an unspoken yeah. connection that... And it leaves we'll it up to break. the audience to decide you know, yeah. how it ends, which is always good, too. Yeah. yeah. Even though some audiences don't like that, but, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to end on one that wasn't based on war. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks as always, Malin. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do next week. But, again, you always come up with a very stellar and well-researched <laughs> list, and we always appreciate that. So thank you. Okay, cool. 
If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories.